time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys much later than normal. Um, doing a little, it's Friday, 2.15 p.m., weird start time. But I got family in town, so everything's been kind of weird. And so it's our flagship program, baby. Our previews, predictions, scouting reports, game plans, all those different things. I watched way too much Commander's film this week not to do this episode today. So <laughs> we're, we're going to jump in. We're going to get this done. I just want to say thank you to everybody that's here. All the hashtag CCs, uh, the Countdown crew coming in clutch, man. You are the best. It doesn't matter what time we go live. You guys show up. And even whenever it's people like Tommy, and I love Tommy, um, but we, we talk trash all the time to each other. It means the world to me. I, I've been doing this show for a while. I remember going live. And being by myself. <laughs> and, and, you know, the, those times are not lost on me. And I am very thankful uh, for you guys for subscribing, for doing the hashtag CC, whether you listen to the podcast, you know, however you consume our content. I want to say thank you. And especially after last week, uh, right here, Ice Cold Narsh bringing it. Let's bounce back. It's hard. When your team loses, it is hard. I don't want to listen to all the podcasts. I get it. I don't want to listen to all the shows and, you know, all that stuff. But that's that's life, and that's the way that it is. And one of my favorite things about sports, you know, the, the age-old adage, and I used to say this all the time as a coach, and I say it to my kids, you know, football can't build character. You know, I changed it a little bit. But football sure as hell reveals character. It shows you who you are. Because everybody in this, you know, watching this, it doesn't matter if you're a human. You've gone through ups and downs in life. Most things you can't control. You don't know which way the ball is going to bounce. Things get weird. How do you respond? We're going to figure out. The 49ers had a three-game losing skid earlier in the year against some teams that perhaps not as good. They're actually better than we thought. The Bengals winning without their good quarterback. The Browns, good Lord. Uh, and the Vikings continue to win even without their quarterback. Good teams, but 49ers should beat all three of them. Now you've lost to the Ravens, who arguably the best team in the NFL. Who are the 49ers going to be? Are you going to do another skid? Are you going to do another three-game skid, or are you going to bounce back? I think they're going to handle everything the way that they should. This team is for real, um, and I'm excited. You, you know, Coming off their worst performance, let's be real. Five turnovers, 100 yards of penalties, at home, prime time, second most watched game of the year. For the entire NFL, now you got to travel across the country to Washington. And you got to play a messed up team. It's a bad team. I'm just going to be honest. You have 13 and a half point favorites currently. Two touchdowns. You got to win by two touchdowns just to cover the spread. That's crazy. Uh, Washington lost six games in a row. They switched their quarterback, but now, you know, injury reports just came out. Guess what? They switched to Jacoby Brissett. I call him I call him Jacoby Brisket. So I got a couple emails like, you know his name is Brissett, right? Yeah, I'm from Texas. Sorry. Brisket is always in the front of my mind. I can't help it. Uh, but he tweaks his hamstring 
and practice. So he's questionable now. So is it going to be you know, Sam Howell? He's going to be back there slinging it, just being a crazy madman. Or is it going to be the seasoned vet who protects the ball and always does his job? Now the 49ers got to prepare for two guys. And so it's it's going to be fun. Uh, Commander's giving up 60 sacks this season. And guess what? Their injury report's worse than ours. We're going to cover all those things. So as we jump into this, I do want to say, again, appreciate everybody there. What's up, Tommy? He says, uh, appreciate the super chat. See, Tommy's a USC guy. He likes to talk trash against my Texas Longhorns who are playing in the, you know, the playoff, college football playoff. They played Monday. And Tommy's mad because I was at the Texas-USC Rose Bowl when Vince Young scored. I'll read your comment because you paid and you're a good man. He says, Texas and then trash can emoji. But that's okay. You keep switching the teams you root for, Tommy. I know he's pulling for U-Dub, which is crazy as a USC guy, but that's okay. I still love you, man. I still love you. Uh, appreciate everybody coming in, all the hashtag CCs. You guys are the best. Mike and Kim, thank you guys. Uh, he says, yeah, let's go faithful. Win, lose, or draw. We're the faithful. That's what it was. Diego, my man, uh, it was a horrible week, but we made it through. Now let's put it on Washington. I feel bad for them. I really, really do. And they, they've got a task. Sin, what's up? She says, hi, John. Uh, on the plane and route home. You always traveling. I love it. Appreciate you. Nick, beat the commanders. That's what I'm talking about. Everybody coming up. What's up, Grand Day? Really appreciate you guys. Uh, ooh, look at Oscar. Look at this. USC is nothing without the Bush Bush. They didn't even belong in the national championship game, and then they got beat. It was a great game. Greatest college football game ever. I'll give them that. Um, Ed. He says, I feel better that Trent is playing. Not only is Trent Williams playing, he is not carrying an injury designation. Neither is Brock. Neither is Debo. We got a lot of guys healthy. We'll cover the rest of it once we get to that portion of the show for both the Commanders and the 49ers, which just came across. You know, Kyle just finished up his last press conference of the week before they fly all the way across the country. Uh, Philip, what's up, man? Appreciate you, buddy. I really do appreciate you. So uh, let's just talk about this commander's team. And, you know, earlier in the week, shout out to Juan Salas for getting these clips and shout out to my man, coach Cruz for helping put together this episode. He was asked, you know, what's it like playing a team with nothing to lose? They've already fired their DC new ownership, going to be firing Ron Rivera and starting over, bench their quarterback. Like, what is it that they got to play for? Here's what Kyle had to say. Oh, I mean, I think all teams are scary, uh, but especially in that situation. I mean, um, when people have nothing to lose, there's everyone, first of all, always has things to lose because usually when people say there's nothing to lose, there's a lot of guys playing for their jobs too, and those guys know that. And even veterans who don't think that they are, um, they usually find out at the end of the season that they were. Uh, so you always get got guys who are playing hard. And um, I know they're playing a quarterback who's won a lot of games in this league. I know they got some players on their defense. So uh, they have just as good a chance to win every week as any other team. Yeah, and so you got to be careful, man. In the NFL, it'll humble you. You overlook an opponent, you can get in trouble. I don't think the 49ers have really overlooked anybody all year. I don't think that's what has been the situation. So let's look at, okay, commanders are 4-11. and 11. Not good. 23rd in points scored. They scored 20.6 points per game. 32nd, dead last out of 32 teams. They're giving up 30 points a game defensively. Now, if, if we look at the teams that the commanders have played and the 49ers have played, the commanders are 1-7 in common opponents. Uh, not great. 49ers are 8-0 against those same teams. The Commanders, 
minus 71 point differential against teams we played. 49ers plus 145 point differential against the teams the commanders have played. So if we're just looking at, okay, what did they do against common opponents? It's pretty bad. Their four wins, listen to the teams. They beat the commanders, or they beat the Cardinals week one, right, uh, by four points. They beat the Broncos week two by two points. They start out 2-0. and Everybody's, oh, what's up? Dropped a bunch. They beat the Falcons in the middle part of the season. They beat the Patriots in the middle part of the season. They only have one win at home, and that was week one. They haven't won at home. Haven't won at home. Six consecutive losses, and it's not like they're playing, you know, juggernauts. Uh, they're la- they're, this is their losing streak. They lost the Seahawks, Giants, Cowboys, Dolphins. Those are great teams. Rams, good teams. And then the Jets. The Jets beat them. So it, it's not like, okay, they're, they beat any. They haven't beat one good team this year. They have one home win, and that was against the Cardinals without Kyler Murray. New coaching staff, new everything. It's not good. <laughs> it, it's just bad. Now, uh, flip side, 49ers 11 and 4. 11 and 4. Third in points scored, averaging 29.6 games uh, points per game. Second in points allowed, 17.8 points per game. They're handling business. Now, the last game was rough, but let's look at it from the PFS snapshot then, okay? Commanders, overall, 26th out of 32 teams. Not good. Defense, 23rd. Offense, 18th. Special teams, and this is where every team gets a leg up on the 49ers. They're 32nd. They're dead last. In fact, the Commanders are the only team in the NFL that has a worse special teams than the 49ers who are at, guess what, number 31. That's it. So the one area where you would expect the Commanders to have an advantage over the 49ers, then you got that. Now, if we look at the rest of the PFF rankings for the 49ers overall, second, offense first, defense second, special teams 31st. Uh, so, so that's kind of where that goes. Um, We'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I like this. Uh, Big Joe Sally says, all gas, no break. Commanders and Rams to the bye week. That's what I'm talking about. Ed, man, it's the NFL. Anything can happen. It can. It, it really, really can. Um, there, there's no doubt about that. Appreciate you, Rob. Appreciate you, man. Melissa, glad to have you here. Uh, Ed, John, it looks like their starting corners are out for the game. Do you think this helps Jennings' replacement? I want Jennings' replacement to be Danny Gray. Get Danny Gray up there, man. That's what I want. Conley was the guy. Willie Sneed was the guy. They cut Sneed. We'll see. Are they going to make room for Danny Gray? I hope so. He had a great training camp. He's been healthy a while. <clears throat> I, I hope so. Because you got to do something. And, you know, let's let's jump real quick to the injury report. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's do the 49ers first, Okay. Because uh, it's it's our team. Right off the bat, these are the out players, okay? Eric Armstead, Jair Brown, Jawan Jennings, Jalen Moore, Roz Dwelly. Those are the players that are, they're not playing. Now, here's good news. Armstead's out. Javon Hargrave was back last week. One of his best games he's had as a 49er, I thought, especially in the first quarter, he was great. Got tired, overused, getting back into football shape. Uh, kind of played dissipated late in the fourth quarter. But that first quarter, it was awesome watching Javon Hargrave. Now, you add help. You go sign Sebastian Joseph Day, and here's Kyle talking about adding Day to the roster. Yeah, we do. I mean, especially some of the injuries we've had. You know, um, 
you know, waiting on Armstead to hopefully be able to come back. You know, it's, we've been banged up there, and, and he's caused us a lot of problems over the years playing against him. So it's nice to get him in our building now, and especially at a time where we need some depth and uh, we need some players. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer? Or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers. For a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. So that, that it's huge because here's what people don't understand. Ken Law's been good. He has not increased his play with more snaps. Does that make sense? He's still playing well. He's playing above average defensive tackle, but really just you're getting 25 good snaps out of 45 snaps. So that's a problem. So now what you do is Day's going to take a lot of those snaps away from Kinlaw, I believe. And T.Y. McGill, he should not get any snaps at all. Uh, but he's hustling. He, he's a worker. I get it. He's a vet. But you know who's been the biggest surprise at the defensive tackle position? You know, going through the field, Kevin Givens. Kevin Givens is playing some great freaking football. You know, if I had to rank the defensive tackles currently, I, I know Ken Law starting, and I don't have a problem with that. Ken Law's played worthy of that. Kevin Givens is playing some damn good football. Really, really good. So now you got Givens. Now you got Ken Law. Now you got Hargrave. Now you add in Sebastian Joseph Day. All right now. I'm cool with that. I, I got no problems with, with that rotation at all. And whenever you do get Armstead back, who was – the best defensive player the last two playoff stretches that we have had. That's playoff Armstead now. That's playoff Armstead. And so that, so that's that's big. I, I'm excited about that. Now, Jair Brown, that's huge. And right here, my man Oscar says, I have two questions. New starting safety. Anyone interested in bringing Wilson as a backup? All right, let, let's talk about safety. Jair Brown's out. Let me just tell you this right now. Jair Brown was terrible. Absolutely terrible. He was so bad. <laughs> and I like Jair Brown. I'm excited about the long-term potential there. They blitzed him three plays in a row. Couldn't do that. You know, twice he had unblocked twice and couldn't get Lamar Jackson. One time he didn't even touch him. He wasn't even blocked. Put him in coverage, man. Burnt. Biggest pass play of the game was against him. And then he missed the tackle after he got burnt. Um, it, just Jair Brown was bad. Played the whole game and then was hurt afterwards. He's out. I don't know. I'm kind of worried about him. You know, hopefully he goes next week and he can get out there and get that bad taste out of his mouth because I don't want a rookie sitting dwelling on that terrible game for too long. I do not want that. I need him to play next week against the Rams because I don't want him sitting this week, sitting next week. Then we get the bye week, sitting three weeks, and then playing playoff football with a month of having bad tape in your head. I don't want that. 
So I, I really hope he comes back. Logan Ryan's probably going to be the starter. Isaiah Oliver's going to be the backup. You got Taylor Hawkins. Do you call him up for the practice squad? Oh, boy. Uh, it, it's not great. Not great. But this is the NFL. Every single team is having issues. But the problem is we're stacking issues. We've corrected the defensive tackle problem. Hargrave came back. Givens has played up. Kinlaw has played up. Now you got Sebastian Joseph Day. I ain't concerned about defensive tackle anymore. Not, I'm not concerned. That's handled. Safety, you lose Talanoa Hufunga. You lose George Odom, who I don't like his safety anyway. He's more of a special teams guy. But I take him over Logan Ryan. Now you lose Jair Brown. So you lost three safeties. Three. Not good. Uh, Oscar says, you know, bringing in Wilson as a backup. Uh, my assumption is you're talking about, are you talking about like Leprechaun Wilson? No. No. I do not want Mr. Unlimited anywhere around this team. I don't care if he plays for free. Hell no. Send him, send his ass to a, a bridge and he can collect tolls. I do not want Wilson anywhere by this team ever. That dude is the most toxic personality person, fake stealing money from charity piece of crap man out there. You play all the whatever religion cards and nice guy, whatever. No definite definition of toxic. I don't even want to say his name. Wilson. Hell no. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't care. I don't, I do not want him. What's up, E. Well, I'm doing great, man. Appreciate you guys. Uh, right here. If the Rams game had a lot of meaning to it, they would flex it to prime time. Yeah, the, the, the week 18 flex is always weird. Um, and I, I, I hate that the NFL just does not put any stock or value into the fans. And a big reason why I had to cancel, you know, our, our events for that weekend is like if they flex that game, I, I'm not going to be able to go. Um, even though I live in the area, I've, I've got other stuff going on with family stuff that I just can't miss. So like, I hate that. Like I understand TVs get precedent, but like, come on, man, figure it out, figure it out. You flex, pick a game to flex two weeks in advance. You're giving fans one week. People are flying in from all over the country for this game. You're giving them one week to change their plans. It's just ridiculous. NFL's way past You're a billion dollar industry. Schedule your stuff correctly. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Ed says, I'd rather have Josh Norman than Leprechaun. Oh, that's a double no for me, but yeah. Um, right here, Rob. Allegedly, he will sue you, John. Well, good news. I ain't got much to take. So uh, I don't think I would even register on his radar with how much money he has allegedly taken from his charity uh, that's supposed to go to children. Nah, forget that, dude. He's trash. I'll tell him to his face. Um, he's trash. Funny thing is, I call him small and short and leprechaun and all that stuff. He's probably as tall as I am. He might be taller, but no, nah, I don't. I don't care. Trash is trash. That's that's just what it is. And so, if I'm ever, this is a big reason why I didn't want to take like a corporate job or whatever, or like a a paid writer gig. I'm my own boss, and if I ever get to the point where I can't call a piece of crap human being like Russell Wilson out, I don't want that job anymore because he's a piece of crap human being. Um. And so hopefully you guys can keep me honest. Um, yeah, it, I, I've never, I never want to be a person that walks on eggshells. And that's a big reason why I run my own company the way I did. And I bet on myself so that I could do whatever. So uh, anyway, uh, we will take that for what you will. So uh, right here, Sin says, John, do you think the Rams should be concerning? Absolutely not. I know I'm in the minority here. Stafford's playing some great ball. That defense is terrible. Yeah, they've got two great wide receivers, and Stafford's playing great, and their running back is killing it. 
but they're not a complete team. They're not a complete team. They put all of their salary into four players and the rest. Yeah, Aaron Donald's great, but that that defense is is Akello Witherspoon still a starting corner for them? Is he still their best starting corner? Their best defensive back? Not concerned. Yeah, kid. Stafford's going to have to play four perfect quarters nonstop just to compete with this team. And we saw it last time. He couldn't do it, right? So not concerned. Not concerned at all. Um, and right here, Tommy says, you know, Lambs, the Rams can clit Sunday. I don't mind. I don't care. They're not a complete team. They are not. Um, no, I'm just, I'm just not. What's up, Christian Gomez? The man, the myth, the legend. Uh, he says, I remember when I used to wait for this episode all week long. We are spoiled. Man, I appreciate you, dude. Um, thank you so much for all you do. He runs, he helped uh, set up the 49ersrush.com. And man, if you want to check it out, we run the ad uh, for just to help, you know, support his business. But gosh, power based systems is incredible. Anyway, yeah, I, I need to put some more video content out there on that, Christian. I got to work on that, but uh, appreciate you and all that you do. Now, let, let's go to, you know, Juwan Jennings out, Jalen Moore's out, Ross Dwelly out. That shouldn't really change anything from what we've had. Um, Jair Brown's the big one. Armstead's the big one. Now, questionable, Aaron Banks. If Aaron Banks ain't playing, now we're kind of interesting. Now, the good news is Spencer Burford's back. He was asked to do a lot last week, you know, playing at uh, right tackle. It didn't go well, but he's back, and he's healthy. Sorry, I got to put a cough drop in. My, my voice still not back to normal. Aaron Banks should play, but if he doesn't, you move Flinciano over, and then you put Banks at right guard. That's okay. We've we started games with that before. Not that big of a deal. Now, new news. Yeah, not one, but two players sick. I mean, I'm battling it myself. DFF and Jordan Mason. Now, the good news is, here's the good news. Elijah Mitchell's full go. No injury, whatever, so he's back, and so is Oren Burks. So my assumption is, <coughs> excuse me, right on cue, Elisha Mitchell will be the number two. Oren Burks will be the number three linebacker. Jordan Mason and Ambry, or Jordan Mason to DFF get bumped back. So that that's huge. Uh, Ambry Thomas, questionable as well. I expect him to go. But if he can't, guess what? It's Jason Verrett time. He's going to be the nickel. And, you know, I went back through the field and paid attention to all five of the snaps that Jason Verrett played. He played well. He played well. Even the touchdown he gave up, he guarded his guy perfectly for four seconds. Uh, he was on an island in man coverage. Perfect for four and a half seconds, not good for five. Um, and that's just the way it's going to go in the NFL. So I have all the confidence in the world in Jason Verrett, not too concerned, but I do hope Ambry can go. But the best news about the 49ers injuries no injury designation for Trent, for Brock, and for Debo. That's huge. Now, before we jump over to talk about the Commanders, and they've got way more than we do, the best way to support the 49ers Rush channel, everything that we do, right here. I am so excited to announce our new platform launch, the49ersrush.com. We've been active on Patreon for years, and we're still going to keep that community going, but the49ersrush.com has everything Patreon offers and a bunch more. 
You want to watch player breakdowns? Guess what? You click that. It's filtered based on players. You want to see Javon Hargrave, what he brings, some CMC tape broken down, IU, Jair Brown. We've got hundreds and hundreds of tapes. on. Now, you want football 101. You want to learn scheme. Guess what? We've got every single offensive, defensive, special team snap. Head over to the 49ersrush.com, sign up, join the community, and plus we got a seven-day free trial. So. So now let's talk about the commander's issues uh, because here's what's bad. It's hard to play for teams. What are they playing for? They're playing for their jobs. They're playing for a paycheck. Already eliminated. Coach is gone. Coordinator's gone. Like you're paying, you're, you are paying for money. That's it. And pride. Listen to their injuries. Their number one corner is out. Kendall Fuller, who I think is the best player on their entire team. Their number two corner is out. Benjamin St. Juice, which, little known fact, trivia, uh, they got Benjamin St. Juice. That was one of the picks that they used for the Trent Williams trade. They got it from us. They got it from us. Um, So they got a third-round pick and a fifth-round pick. They got the corner St. Juice, and he's been starting. He's been decent, but he's out as well. Now, the, the number one, number two corner's out. Their number one safety's out. Percy Butler. Um, then on offense, their center, their starting center and left tackle are out. Tyler Larson and Charles Little Jr. So we're missing players for sure. Really only two key starters. They are missing five. And they're stacking injuries as well. Both corners are out. And so they're going to be starting rookies out there at corner. Now, Emmanuel Forbes Jr., who was a first-round pick, he started earlier in the year, had some picks, but he gambles like crazy. He's going to be out there, so a very talented guy. And then Jatavius Martin out of Illinois, if you remember through our draft work, I really liked him. He's their nickel. And then they've got another guy who hasn't played really at all, Christian Holmes, seventh-round pick out of uh, Oklahoma State. It's young. It's bad. It's not good. Then their quarterback's questionable after they benched the other one, so now they got to go back to the other one. Who knows? Their other tackle, right tackle, is questionable. It's not good, man. Um, their team, uh, it's 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 a struggle. It is an absolute struggle. Right here, Niner Zeno says, is Ron Rivera a good coach? I think that Ron Rivera, I think he's a decent coach. Yeah, we, we look at, if you look at just what he's been able to accomplish, you know, I did, we did a whole bio, biography on him. 61 years old. He played for a long time. He's from Seaside, California. I didn't know that. Um, so he's pretty close. Played for the Bears for like 12 years. Hell of a player. Now, as a coach, this is his resume, right? Got a job as quality control coach with the, the Bears, which he was, you know, played for forever. Then he joined the Eagles as a linebacker coach for four years. Back to the Bears as DC for three years. Linebacker coach for the Chargers. Then defensive coordinator for the Chargers. He was there three years. He had his famous stint in Carolina whenever he was there for eight years. That was a Cam Newton Super Bowl MVP year, all that stuff. And then he's been with Washington since 2020. Hasn't really had success outside of that one year when Cam Newton played all world ball and Luke Keekley and whatever else. And so I think he's decent. Commanders haven't been good. They've been bad. But he's been coach of the year twice. Twice, 2013-2015, which is crazy to me. Kyle Shanahan should have three of those by now. Um, 
so yeah, he's he's loved by a lot of the community. I don't I I don't I don't know if I I would not want he's a nice guy. I'll say that. He's a nice guy. I don't want anything to do with him. I would not want him around my team as a head coach. He's easy to root for because he's a good guy, but you look at the product on the field and man, I was watching film all week. You go through the Commanders games. Dude, you, you somebody has to watch that Commanders Jets game last week. It was it was horrid, man. Looked like bad news bears on both sides of the field. Can't line up right. Nobody's, you know, just penalties galore, pre-snap penalties. Post-snap penalties are one thing. Pre-snap penalties is another. Miscommunications. Players falling all over the place. It was rainy. It's just not good. And the whole time I'm watching, I'm just like, good Lord, this does not look like the same sport that the 49ers play. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm a little out. <laughs> I'm a little out on Rod Rivera right now. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, R Rob says, you know, they're auditioning for a spot somewhere else. That's correct, but you got to play together. And yeah, Ed says, you know, he's a very happy man. That, that he said he was very, very happy. Um, he was very happy. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let, uh, go through some of these comments right here. Ben, Kevin, appreciate you. He says, Ron Rivera, good, good story, good guy, obsolete coach, 21st century Jeff Fisher, better name that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I ain't ready for no seven to nine bullshit. Isn't that the famous line from Jeff Fisher? Yeah, it, it, right here. Very good guy, battled cancer, kept coaching throughout the thing. Like, great guy. Great guy. Um, I'm good. <laughs> uh, I'm good. Now, if we look at the history of the 49ers versus Washington, which has changed names, whatever, um, 49ers have dominated this series. 22 wins for the Niners, 12 losses, one tie. Last time we played was in 2022. We won 37 to 20. That was Tyler Hineke and Carson Wentz game. Both of them played against us. They benched Heineke and Wentz came in, played actually better. Uh, but Brock Purdy's already played this team. 230 yards, two touchdown, one pick, three sacks. Um, yeah, they couldn't run the ball. And if you remember, that was the game Debo was out. And Ray Ray McLeod had that 70-yard jet sweep for a touchdown. You remember that? Um, so Christian McCaffrey, he was already here for that, all that stuff. I mean, we played him last year. Kittle had six catches, 120 yards, two touchdowns. IU five catches, 81 yards. We did everything that we wanted to do, uh, against them and dominated that game. And we should do it again this time. We should do it again this time. Uh, and we had the mud bowl before that. That's right, Rob. Um, that was fun. 2019. I wouldn't mind a game like that. I want straight defense running the ball. Old school. Now they're losing three secondary players. So Kyle's going to air it out. <laughs> let's just be real. But you could run the ball against this team. So let, let, let's transition. Let's put our enemy thinking caps on. And let's talk about the commander's defense. Okay. Um, and to set this up offensively, we're going to hear from a coach we don't get a lot of clips from. This is Chris Forster, kind of our offensive coordinator, but he's not. He's our offensive line guy, run game coordinator, all that stuff. So here's Chris Forster 
uh, talking about the commander's defense. No, they're not doing anything different. Their ends are obviously they, they let go two good players for whatever reasons they had for doing it. They have good players that are backing them up and, and have stepped in and really gotten benefited from the time they've had to play. You've watched them get better every single week, the guys that took over and playing for Sweat and Young. Um, the interior two players are still the strength of defense. Linebackers are fast and physical. Their secondary is young, but they're aggressive. I mean, this, is a, this, is a, this is a solid defensive football team. I'm sure Kyle's talked about it and every week, man. It's 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 about us. I mean, at the end of the day, we have to be all these teams we play. Um, it's a challenge to play. Everybody presents different challenges uh, personnel-wise. But, man, as you saw last week, if we don't take care of our business, it doesn't matter who you play, where you play them, or when you play them, man, it, it can be a challenge. And these guys are a good football team and will bring will, – will bring, well, they don't have the record to show it, but they, they do have good players who play well and, and, and just haven't had things go their way at this point. I really have it. And so, like, you talk about the players that they've lost, right? Obviously, they traded us Chase Young for a third-round comp pick. They they change they trade their best player, Montez Sweat, uh, for a second round pick. Then they lose their next best player, who was their corner, Fuller. He's out. It's just it's bad. It's just bad. It's a rebuilding team. They're punting on this year. They're already starting to rebuild all those things. Now, all right, that's personnel wise. Go through the ranks. What does the what do the stats and the analytics tell us? The film tells us I'll go through that in a second, but here we go. 32 teams in the NFL. 32nd points allowed. 32nd in yards allowed. Those are like the two most basic metrics. Yards allowed, points allowed. Dead last. 23rd in turnovers. 23rd in first downs allowed. 32nd in pass touchdowns allowed. 23rd rush yards allowed. 23rd yards per rush. They're giving up four and a half yards per rush. 23rd third downs, 28th fourth downs, 18th red zone. They do get a little tight. They play a little more man coverage when they get in the red zone, and I think that's helped them with their corners. Not sure that's going to help them this week with their corners because those corners are gone now. But it's it's just not a good team. It's not a good team. Now, they do have two studs still, and, and they have played well this year. That's Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne, both Alabama boys up front. And... Let, let's go to uh, Brock Purdy was asked, you know, what, what's the film telling you whenever you watch the commanders? And I thought he hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I think it starts with the two boys up front, 93 and 94. Um, I feel like, you know, they're they're very disruptive. They've been um, disruptive really their whole careers and stuff. So for us, we respect them a lot. And then just their coverages behind it and everything, the boys in the secondary, um, they're sound in what they do. And, um, you know, for us, it's, you know, being smart with the ball, make, being on the right side of the field when with our reads and um, going through my progressions and, and being efficient. Um, I feel like they've done a good job of, you know, making making some quarterbacks, you know, have to be efficient and, and take the shots when the opportunity presents itself. But um, I think overall they're, they're a solid squad and, and, and sound in what they do. So um, for us, we can't get greedy or anything. We have to, you know, for me, I have to go through my reads and, and uh, stay disciplined more than anything. So... That that's it. You you just gotta they plug they run an odd front, right? So it's a traditional three four, but every team's multiple now. So some of it's four two looks, nickels, whatever else. But they want to be a three four team. That's what they want to be, and they're stout in between. They really really are. Their best two players running in between the you know the A and B gaps. It's difficult. C gaps always wide open against this team though. Outside tosses, outside stretch, outside all that stuff wide open. C gap wide open. What the 49ers do suits best going against this team. Running between the guards 
Yeah, I don't know about the A gap, maybe backside cutbacks, those things would be open, but they're, they're, they're stout. A lot of zone coverage, but nothing consistent or run well. But the problem is I'm watching film. The film I'm watching, these guys aren't playing. Three out of their four secondary players aren't playing this week. They played last week, not playing this week. So it's going to be a little difficult for the 49ers to get a true pulse on what it is they're going to see defensively because it's all new guys out there. It's, it's a whole new thing. Uh, misdirection kills this team, though. They're not set up for that. Um, don't transition well on motions. That's bad for them as well. You look at their blitz rate their last three games. Jets, they blitz nine times, not that many. Rams, 10. That's about the league average against Miami three weeks ago, four times. So, yeah, now you're bringing in all these young guys. I don't think they're going to blitz that much. It doesn't make sense to, to blitz that much. I, I I have a hard time seeing that. So, and, and again, you look at their personnel, it's guys you haven't really heard of before. Now, they're NFL players, and I'm not trying to like belittle them or disrespect them, but this isn't a Pro Bowl team. There's not one player on this team that's going to get an All-Pro or Pro Bowl. Not one. Not defensively, at least. Kendall Fuller might. Jonathan Allen might. But, like, nah. They're not putting up the year. Statistically, analytically, film-wise, no. It's hard whenever you're on an island and you're devoid of talent, which is where they are. Now, okay, let's get some coach speak. Let's listen to the wise old man himself, Steve Wilkes. I freaking love him. My favorite person at the press conference every single time. Um, he's talking about the commander's offense, and he is a he's going to bring you coach speak. You know, don't overlook people. And he's going to hype up this offense a little more than I would have. But here's uh, Steve Wilkes talking about the commander's offense. Uh, the great thing about this league here, you don't have time to sit around and, and feel sorry for yourself. Uh, it's a constant, ever-evolving uh, week, uh, getting ready for the next opponent. And uh, Washington is a real good football team. All right, uh, We got the word that uh, Jacoby Brissett is going to start. Uh, he is a proven uh, veteran in this league that has shown that he can win football games. Uh, at every place that he's been, uh, they have a solid run game. Uh, I think Robinson is probably going to be back this week. Uh, and McLaren and, um, you know, Curtis Samuels are, are pretty good receivers and that uh, they can make things happen at any time. So in uh, no by no way by the uh, stretch of imagination that this is going to be an easy game for us. You know, so uh, we got to, you know, show up and play well and be ready to execute. And with that, I'll take your questions. There we go, man. I freaking love it. Um, and their offense, it's not great. Oh, look at this. We got a Detroit guy in here. Sorry, clicked on the wrong one. Dodd Burr, what's up, man? Detroit first, everybody. It's weird. It helps the 49ers if the Cowboys win this week, and I do think the Cowboys probably will win. But if the Cowboys win, it helps the 49ers get the one seed. If the Lions win, the Cowboys lose. So it's a win-win. There's no way the 49ers, you know what I mean, like, that's great. So, Dodd Burr, wish you the best. I really hope we meet the Lions in the playoffs. If, if I had my choice, I think that'd probably be one of our better matchups. Um, Detroit's good, though. NFC's weak. I, I don't know the toughest matchup for the 49ers. We'll handle all that once we get to there. But, um, yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, right here, Mike, I'm not going to the game this week. I'm staying home with family. My oldest son's in town. In-laws are in town. Brother-in-law's in town. So, we're, we're having a good time. Um hanging out so not going to the game this week now 
let's look at the commander's offensive ranks out of 32 teams. We did the same thing for the defense. Let's look flip side. 23rd in points, 19th in yards. So better. They're a better offensive team, but whenever you look at the personnel, it makes sense. Like, they've got players. They've got players there. Um, <clears throat> now, 28th in turnovers. They do not protect the ball. 30th in interceptions, 12th in first down, 16 passing yards, 26th in pass yards per attempt, 30th in rush attempts. They don't run the ball. It's weird because they've got the stable of running backs, Gibson, Brian Robinson, like they got guys, and Robinson's going to be back this week. He's been out, um, but they just don't run it very much. And, but the one place that they are amazing at, fourth and red zone. When they get in, they cash in. That's going to be a key stat this week. Now, the clip that you just heard, talking about Jacoby Brissett, that was before he injured his hamstring in practice. So my assumption is Jacoby will start. <clears throat> I, I, I don't know. I don't. It's hard going off things, but I think we'll probably end up seeing both quarterbacks at some point. Jacoby Brissett gives them a much better chance to beat the 49ers because he protects the ball. He's smart. He's a vet. Um, you look at, you know, Sam Howell, he's a young pup and just he's a, he's a slinger, man. And he's he's either on or he's off. And he's been off for a while. <laughs> he's 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 been off for a while. Um, so who's their best player? Samuel Cosme, uh, sticking with the Longhorns, baby. Their right guard. Uh, he's the fourth rated guard in the NFL from Pro Football Focus. He was a tackle, they kicked him inside. He's been stellar there. You watch the tape. He's really good. Uh, great feet. Plays very, very well. Perfect NFL build for a tackle, but he's excelling at guard. Uh, their wide receivers. Terry McLaurin's great. He's a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. He's never played with a capable quarterback. Not trying to be disrespectful to anybody he's played with, but he's great. And McLaurin's awesome. Uh, we've got Debo Samuel. They got Curtis Samuel, which is kind of, you know, I, I don't want to be disrespectful because Curtis Samuel's good. He's not Debo. Nobody's Debo. He's their weapon X, though. He's slot. They put him in the backfield. They run jet sweeps. They toss the ball. They hand the ball off to him. He does it all. So you're going to see four everywhere out there. That's their guy. He's a damn good player. Ron Rivera was with them for the Panthers and brought him with them to Washington. He's fun as hell. They got a big O tight end, Logan Thomas. You remember out of, I think, Virginia Tech? He was a quarterback. Big O dude. Um, he's pretty good. Great at contested catches, huge frame, blocks fairly well, but he's more of a receiving threat. Uh, that, that's kind of what he does. And then Johan Dotson, who's had a down year, but he's a damn good route runner. So their strength of their team are skill position players. Talked about their running backs. Brian Robinson's awesome. Dude got shot several times, came back, played the same year. He's just a damn good player, though. Out of Alabama, he's great. Uh, Gibson can do it all. One of the better receiving backs, you know, kick returner backs type guys in the NFL. So they've got skills. The problem is their old line just can't do it. And now they're missing two starters on top of what they've been missing. Possibly three if Wiley, their right tackle, can't go. But none of them are really, you know, I, I, I don't want to be rude. They're just not that good. Their starting left tackle is Cornelius Lucas. You guys know who that is? He's a Kansas State guy, but he's been in the NFL forever. He just hasn't really played that much. Never really had a good year. That's their starting left tackle. Hey, Faithful. 
Are you facing challenges getting new clients for your business? Power Brand Systems is changing the game for many businesses like yours. Score touchdowns worth of quality leads with their innovative online marketing tools. And also, I got to say this. The owner is part of the faithful, close friend of mine. He helped build the49ersrush.com, which is feeding my family. Whether you're aiming to skyrocket your business visibility with high converting ads, stand out on Google searches, or gather five-star reviews, Power Brand Systems has got your back. And my favorite thing about what they do, they have a social media planner feature that's a true game changer. I've been using it post-flow effortlessly across various social media accounts. You won't find this level of convenience anywhere else. And on top of that, you can try it for 14 days completely risk-free. Visit powerbrandsystems.com slash john j-o-h-n that's powerbrandsystems.com slash john to get started today because let's face it when it comes to boosting your business why make it complicated keep it simple keep it smart here's to your unstoppable success it, it it's not, they're not built to win games offensively they sure as hell are not Sonia, what's up? She says, Sam Howell laid 31 on the Eagles both times. Hopefully we come through with this W and stay healthy. Number one seed would be Godson for the playoffs. Yeah, and, you know, the, the Eagles secondary is trash. There's no doubt about that. But also it's a divisional game. They play twice a year. Divisional games, they always just get weird. Uh, you know, my, my rules for betting are, <laughs> I've got several axioms. I need to, like, publish my book. Don't bet divisional games if you can help it. Never bet on a Josh Allen game. Uh, it's a, never bet on Kirk. You know, always bet against Kirk Cousins in prime time. You know, he beat us in prime time this year, but I think I'm like 17 and two, right? You play the odds. But one of those is just stay away from divisional games. I don't like those games. Um, so take that for what you want. Uh, right here, uh, Rob says, you know, our old line ain't the best shape either. Our offensive line is way better than theirs. And by a considerable margin. I Samuel Cosme's awesome. He's not Trent Williams awesome. He, he's not that. Samuel Cosme and John Feliciano are a wash. That, uh, but that's a testament to Feliciano. I would take Banks over any one of their guys not named Cosme. I would take McKivitz over any one of their guys. Ah, I might take Wiley over McKivitz, but not the other ones. Like They're bad. They're worse than us by a mile, and they're more injured than us. Um, and they got to play against our D line, which is way better than theirs. So you kind of take that for what you want. I mean, there's just, there's weaknesses everywhere. Now, personnel wise, when I was personnel in them and kind of how they, they love 11 personnel. They love it. One tight end, I'm sorry, one running back, one tight end. That's their favorite. Yeah. Not a lot. They did some 12 personnel, some 21, but not much, not enough to, you know, make it chartable. And they don't do a lot of 20 personnel. Now, they make their 11 look like 20 personnel where they'll bring Curtis Samuel and put him next to the quarterback, kind of like what we do with CMC and Debo, and they'll split out their tight end like what we do with Kittle. This is the NFL now, you know, where you, you keep it 11 personnel, so we'll be in nickel formation most of the time this game, which stinks. I want to warn Burks out there as much as possible, but we're going to be in nickel personnel against these guys. Uh, and just not coach well. That's that's the whole thing with this team. That's kind of the the general theme. Um, right here, my favorite matchups of the game, which have changed. I love doing this. We do a matchup that benefits them, matchup that benefits us, and do the best blue chip, best on best. So when we're on defense, 
Washington's on offense. Their best matchup is Sam Cosme, their right guard, against anyone not named Hargrave. That's their number one matchup. It's their best player. That's their number one. Us? Good Lord. Nick Bosa against Cornelius Lucas or Andrew Wiley? Two of those names don't fit. You know what I'm saying? Don't fit. Blue chip? Oh, Terry McLaurin versus Charvarius Ward. That's much watch TV. I freaking love it. Uh, I think they kind of like mirror each other play style-wise. You know, blue-collar guys that just fought for everything that they've got and kind of under radar. I don't think either one of these guys gets the respect they deserve. So there's a mirrored principle here, and I'm excited about that matchup. Now, offensively, when the 49ers are on offense, them, Deron Payne versus anybody not named Feliciano. So against Jake Brindle or Banks if he plays or Burford if he plays, I don't like that matchup. I like Banks. Typically, I'd be fine with that. Since his toe injury, the first one hasn't been great. Now he's questionable with the second toe injury on the same toe. You just can't plant. You can't plant and push off the same way. I don't know if you've ever had one turf toe. It ain't fun. It is not fun. Our favorite or my uh, like the best matchup for the 49ers when we're on offense. Oh my gosh. I had it. Brandon Ayuk versus Benjamin St. Juice. He's out now. So now it's Ayuk versus any corner they're going to put out there because they're all rookies or second-year guys that don't have playing time. Manuel Forbes, Jatavius Martin, like, it is going to be bad. I don't know how they're going to stop that. So, I... Holmes, are you kidding me? That's just not fair. (laughs) It's just not fair. Um, Now, the blue chip, you got to take it away. It was going to be Ayuk versus Kendall Fuller, but now he's out. So, I, I don't know. There's not one. They don't have a blue chip player on defense now. Maybe you could say Jonathan Allen whenever he lines up out wide, which he does sometimes against Trent Williams. Ugh, this is not good. <laughs> it's not good. There are a lot of connections between this team. And, yeah, Trent Williams hates this team. Chase Young probably doesn't hate the team, but he's glad that he left. So that's huge. Kyle Shanahan, good Lord. Can't stand him. Chris Forster, who we heard from earlier, he was there on that team. Uh, you know, back with Trent Williams. He was there after Kyle left and his dad got fired. So there's there's a lot of overlap between these teams. Listen to these connections that Coach Cruz came up with. He's the best. Uh, a lot of Arkansas guys. <coughs> Excuse me. So sorry about that. Brandon Allen, Dre Greenlaw, Jonathan William. They were together at Arkansas. Also, also Cameron Curl who's one of their better safeties. Uh, He'll be starting this week. I liked him a lot. They were all there. Brock Purdy was there with Julian Good-Jones at Iowa State, who I think they're playing right now. Elijah Mitchell, Andre Jones Jr., and Percy Butler, three Louisiana Lafayette. What's up, Raging Cajuns? Um, Kaliki Hudson, Jake Moody, Ronnie Bell, Ambry Thomas, Michigan guys, Randy Gregory, Nick Gates, who's going to be the new starting center. Uh, for them since uh, Larson's out. They were together at Nebraska. Got a lot of Ohio State guys. Curtis Samuel, Bosa, Terry McLaurin, Chase Young, um, all Ohio State guys. Trent Williams and Tress Way, their punter, played together at Oklahoma. Tress Way's been in the NFL for a long damn time. Uh, I don't think he's got a lot longer left. Kevin Givens, Tariq Castro-Fields. Remember him? He's on their team. He didn't play, but we cut him. We drafted him. 
We cut him. He's the only draft pick in the past two years not to make the roster or at least be kept around. Uh, but he's there at Penn State. They were together at Penn State. Um, and also Jair Brown, who's not playing, was at Penn State the same time as Johan Dotson and Mitchell Tinsley. CMC, Casey Tuhill played together at Stanford, and they're going to get to see each other because Tuhill plays linebacker. And so what he's one of the guys that stepped up for Chase Young and Montez Sweat when they got traded. So now CMC gets to go against his old college teammate. That's going to be fun. Uh, not for Two Hill though. And then we got Terrell Burgess and Money Mitch Wisnowski, personal foul, uh, multiple offender, uh, played together at Utah. So a lot of guys there, which I'm excited about. I love whenever you have these overlaps. It helps bring more energy, more fuel to the fire, which I really, really do like. Um, I, I do like that. Now, let me just say this. We're going to do this, and I'm excited about this. If you haven't bet with us this year, this is a pretty damn fun week. You need to go to mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, and, man, they're going to double your de initial deposit. They've got bets. You bet on everything right now. I mean, it is absolutely incredible. So, like, you want to bet on all the college football stuff? That's cool, whatever else. You want to bet on baseball, basketball. They can get bet on cricket, handball, rugby, WNBA, wrestling, U.S. politics. You can literally bet on who's going to be the Democratic, Republican nominee, all that stuff. It, it don't matter. And one of my favorite things about this site is you can bet anywhere. And so if you're in a certain state and it doesn't work out, guess what? You can still go to mybookie.ag and you can still bet. Use promo code 49ers, 490ERS. It helps the show. And you can get... It's a lot of fun. Now, we did a three-team teaser. And we did the Thursday night game, Saturday game, and the 49ers game. We took the Jets. Not a good call, but we got plus 17 and a half points. I like to bet with Vegas, not against them. Well, guess what? The Jets lost by 17. So, we're still going to get paid, baby. And that's kind of what we got. Now, the teaser, sorry, Don Burr, we're betting against your... Uh, your 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 lions. I'm taking the Cowboys, but we're getting points, and so we're getting the Cowboys plus four and a half points. If you want to check out all those bets, we post those every single week. Um, they're on our Patreon page, which is in the description of this video or podcast. Or the best place to get them is the 49ersrush.com. We post them every week, and this week we've got some fun ones. How could you not take the over on Brandon Ayuk receiving yards against three rookie corners? It's 67 and a half yards. The dude's already over a thousand yards. I'm betting that huge. Kittle over three and a half receptions. Are you kidding me? He's done it. I think it's seven out of eight consecutive games. So, and he's close to hitting a thousand yards anyway. So that's just a couple of bets that I like, but we post all of our bets every week. Again, mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers. Trust me, go check it out. Get some free money. Play around with it. It's fun. It's a good time. You think you know who's going to win the Super Bowl? Come on, man. Have a good time on there. Uh, right here. Yeah, Oscar just got a free $10 bet on anything NFL game straight up. They give away bonuses like all throughout uh, Christmas. It's like 12 different days. So like today I got like a $10 chip to play on like some digital video games free. You can check it out or not, but whatever. Go check it out. Trust me. Uh, MyBookie.ag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. Promo code 49ers. Now it's time to our prediction Ooh, section of the show. I want you guys to drop in the chat. What do you think the score is going to be of this game? 
49ers are favored by 13 and a half points. That's a lot of points. <laughs> That's a whole lot of points. The over-under is at 49 and a half. So they think there's going to be 50 points scored. So Vegas is basically saying it's going to be, what, 34 to 17? That's what they're saying it's going to be? Like, you play with the numbers a little bit there. But it's not supposed to be close. I don't think that it's going to be hard for the 49ers to get to 30 points. I don't think that is. And, you know, it's funny because you talk about Brock Purdy and kind of, you know, what he's been through and coming off his worst game as a pro and all those different things. It doesn't matter. It really, really doesn't. And right here's Brock. This was immediately after the game talking about how you go from having a bad game to moving forward. I mean, it's the NFL, you know, um, we have some opportunities coming up, and uh, we still got two games left in the regular season before we get in the playoffs. And so for me, um, trying to look at the big picture of what we're trying to do, what our team goals are. Um, but at the same time, man, I have to look myself in the mirror and, and ask myself why or how that happened and why I made those decisions. And so um, our team came ready to play. And um, you know, for me to make some decisions like that, um, it pains me, you know, and it's not fair to these guys. So. I have to realize that and understand that, and um, I have to get better for my team. That's huge. I expect him to to bounce back. I really, really do. I, I think Purdy's going to have a game. You're not playing against a great pass rush. You're not playing against a great scheme. You're not playing against great players on the opposing side. Man, and I want – I you know me. I always want the 49ers just to run the damn ball. Just run the damn ball. We're the best in the NFL at it. But there's going to be some throwing lanes out there. Now, I will say this about the rookie, Emmanuel Forbes, the corner that's going to be starting for the first time in a while. He's led the country in pick six you know, at Mississippi State. Uh, he's a pick machine. But he gambles. Dude, give him some two, two you know, give it go, slant and go, whatever. There's going to be a big play. Like, I would not be shocked if Kittle or Debo bust a 50-plus yard play at some point this game. They do it anyway. Uh, they do it anyway. It's going to be fun. Right here, let's get to some of these predictions. 916, he says 49ers win 38 to 13. Oscar, 38 to 12. Um, yeah, uh, we will win by 17 right here. Ed, appreciate you. 42 13 all day. Bang, bang. Love it. Chris, 42 to 10. Mike, 32 14. Yeah, it's. it's a lot, man. <laughs> Jedi says two tutties and two moodies. I like that. It was cool that Moody got, you know, some big-time kicks in last week. I thought that was important. Cynthia says 42-17, 52-13. Yeah, this is huge. And right here, you know, uh, Baruchus says, uh, just come out of the game healthy. It's hard. It's hard to play in the NFL and stay healthy. It really is. Rob says health is wealth. Play smart. Let's go. That's not the way. Kyle's telling his guys, look. You want rest? Win this game. We'll, we'll go get our rest in the bye week. That, that, that's what it is. And so it, we'll see. I do think that the 49ers will win. Um, I do think that we get past 30. And so I, I see it as kind of a 31-17-16 to 17, 16 type game, 31-16. Uh, that kind of fits pretty good with what I think is going to happen. I think they might get some trash points, whatever else. So we'll see here. Um, and we'll, we'll see, but everything is right there for the 49ers. You've already owned your division. 
That's done. Uh, you're you're already locked. Your first team to win their division, first team to clinch the playoffs. Yeah, you had a bad game last week. Now it's time to respond. You allowed bad games to slip into more bad games early in the season. You had that three-game skid. Can't afford that now. Take care of your business. Get done. We'll be live right after the game ends right here. Appreciate everybody here. You guys are the best. Uh, go get that dub. Enjoy it. New Year's. Have a good time. And until next time, stay strong, faithful.